there, this is Jason Hensley with the Magnify Him Together podcast, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about how God works. How He works. It's something that's happening in our lives every day, and when things are going well, I don't think we often think about it. Or maybe we are thinking, well, God is working and we're thankful for that. But it's one of those things that when things start to go bad, that's often when our thoughts turn to, how is God working? What exactly is going on? Why is life like this? We find ourselves thinking, does God really love me? Why is he making everything fall apart like this? Why are things so hard? When life gets difficult, we wonder what God is doing. Now, I don't think I can give an answer as to what God is doing in everybody's life. I'm not going to try to do that, so I'm sorry if that's what you were hoping for. But instead what I want to do is I want to just help us remember the way that God works. Not exactly what he does, but the way that he does it. So let's just take a look at an example. In Genesis 37, you have the story of Joseph. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. But Genesis 37 describes Joseph in this way. Genesis 37 says, verse 3, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors. Now I think we often look at the story of Joseph and we say, Oh, look at how Joseph was favored. It was because he was Rachel's son. And Jacob loved Rachel, so that makes sense. But that's not actually what Scripture says. Scripture tells us that Jacob loved Joseph because he was the son of his old age. Now, that phrase is used about Benjamin, which makes sense, right? Because Joseph was older than Benjamin, so Benjamin would obviously also be the son of his old age. But it's also used about Isaac. And that was a miraculous birth. Now, I don't think we often think about it, but Joseph's birth was miraculous too, right? God opens up Rachel's womb. And so what you have going on here is, here's Jacob. He looks at Joseph and he says, this child's birth is miraculous. This is just like Isaac. And I think what Jacob does here is he recognizes that Joseph is going to be the one. Just like Isaac was, and just like he was, Joseph is going to be the one who's going to carry on the promises. And so what Jacob does in order to designate that is he makes it clear to all of the brothers that Joseph is now the firstborn. That's what this whole coat thing is about. Have you ever wondered? Right? It seems a little random. Why would you give your kid this colorful coat? Well, the word there for coat is ketunet, and it means a priest's garment. In other words, Jacob was making Joseph the priest of the family because that's what you did as the firstborn. Joseph also ends up getting the double portion, which is why he has two sons who are given the inheritance, and he is given the preeminence or the status which the firstborn would get, and you see that later in his dreams here in this chapter. So in other words, Joseph is essentially made the firstborn, and Jacob is recognizing his role as the inheritor of the promises. Now, all of that is to just talk about what happens next. I think this is fascinating. 
Joseph gets this coat. He then gets these dreams, underscoring the fact that the giving of the coat to him was right. And then his whole life falls apart. Have you thought about that? This isn't just, oh, he's given a coat and his brothers are jealous, so then they sell him into slavery. This is actually, Joseph was made the firstborn because he's going to be the inheritor of the promises. He's going to be the one who inherits the land. And then all of a sudden, he's in Egypt, in prison. He is the furthest away that you can be from inheriting the land. And I think that that is so powerful for us because this is what God does. It's not just that circumstances will happen and it will look like, oh, you know, Things aren't really going to work out. It's like circumstances happen, and you ask yourself, how ever could this work out? There is no way. And you find yourself thinking that. And you can picture Joseph looking at this and just thinking, I'm going to be the one who's going to inherit the promises? How does that even make any sense? I'm in Egypt. I'm a slave. I'm in prison. But this is how God works. God wants to see. Will you keep believing? And so he puts us in situations that look impossible. He does this on purpose. This is how God tests us. This is how God makes us better. You see the same thing with David. David is anointed as king, and then he spends 10 years running around the wilderness in circumstances that look like he's going to die, as though the promise will never be fulfilled. And yet God has given us a promise. We have the promise by the Lord Jesus Christ that if we believe in his name, we have eternal life. But sometimes things in our lives, it won't really look like God cares. We're going to find ourselves wondering if he does. And yet he puts those situations in our lives to see if we will keep trusting him, if we'll be like Joseph, if we'll be like David, and we'll keep holding on. You know, there might be times when we get frustrated, when we ask why, and that's okay. As long as we continue to hold on. God is always working. And sometimes he gives us circumstances where it looks like he's not. Just so that we can remind ourselves that he really is. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Magnify Him Together podcast.